Hello, everyone. We are really excited to launch this next episode of our MAA Development Operations Podcast with all of you. Today, I'm super excited to have special guest Annie Thornhill joining us. Hi, Annie. Hello, Kelly. It's, I'm very excited to be here. Huge podcast fan, first time ever being recorded, so I'm very <laughs> excited. Well, great. Thank you, Annie. Today, Annie and I want to spend a couple of minutes providing really great information for all of you on selling our CPR Anytime Assets. We've got some new things to share, some process to go over with you, hopefully keep it simple and streamlined, answer any questions that you have, and hope that this episode will serve as a great resource anytime you're stepping into a potential prospect for CPR anytime. So Annie, let me ask you first, why, why sell these assets? Why sell CPR anytime? Well, the most important reason is to promote hands-only CPR. And we know that every day, 450 people are suffering from a car sudden cardiac arrest and that they are most likely not going to be offered CPR until paramedics arrive. Um, and so this is a, a very pressing need across the nation and in every single one of our communities here in the Mid-Atlantic. And when we train more people in hands-only CPR, we keep more people alive uh, every single day. So the, the, need is, the need is pretty pressing. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for sharing, Annie. I, I think that's a really, really strong way to phrase that statement and why it is that we need to sell these. So we know why, but what makes these assets sellable? Um, why, why can it be easy to sell hands-only CPR or CPR anytime? Well, field. Um, and the Mid-Atlantic should be particularly proud of our role in this because, um, you know, as, as folks may know, North Carolina was the fifth state in the nation to pass a CPR requirement for high school graduation. And we passed that law before the CPR and schools kits was even invented. We built that tool and that resource at the AHA to meet a need that we kind of created by promoting hands-only CPR. So we have these tools, CPR Anytime, um, which is, has an adult and an infant version, and the CPR in schools kits, we built those because we were running around telling everybody we need more hands-only CPR training. So these tools are, are much needed and we are able to provide them at almost cost. Like they are, they are very low cost. And when we integrate them into a sponsorship, we have a win-win of getting much needed resources into community members' hands and bringing in revenue for our market so that we can keep promoting the need for hands-only CPR. So it's a really good cycle um, for, uh, for getting those resources into our communities. I love that. Thank you, Annie. And I agree. Win-win here all around. Um, perfect example of creating something for a need that we have. So thank you for sharing. I think that's really, really good perspective. So I know we get questions a lot and it's always seems to be the magic question around the unrestricted piece. So could you help us best understand how the unrestricted dollars work? And also who, who should we be working with when it comes to selling these opportunities? So the way the unrestricted dollars work is that if, and I might, Kelly, if you're okay with it, I might use an example to walk us through. Um, so Absolutely. all we need to do is restrict 10% of the CPR related portion 
of your proposal. So let's say that we're talking to Rogers Incorporated, right? That huge, amazing corporation that uh, that we've been that's been our white whale in our community, and we've just been dying to get in front of them. And they really want to know what are we doing right now in our community, and how can they have a tangible impact in our community? And you think that they are a perfect Heartwalk company, and so you want to pitch them a overall fifty thousand dollar proposal, and twenty five thousand dollars of that is going to go right to Heartwalk, so they can have a tent and they can, you know, uh, all the Rogers employees are going to show up and, and be excited and get recognized at Heartwalk. In addition to that, you're going to pitch them twenty five thousand dollars of a CPR Anytime sponsorship. Okay. That way they're getting event recognition and they're getting the CPR asset. Um, the sponsor doesn't see that, you know, uh, Kelly Rogers, CEO of Rogers Incorporated. She doesn't see that. She just sees a $50,000 sponsorship that has five bullets. And we know that three of those bullets are Heartwalk and two of those bullets are CPR. Okay. Then when we do the, and she's thrilled and she's so excited and she's, and she says, yes. And then when we do the budgeting on our end, we code the CPR portion at 25,000. And that's what lets our finance people know to set aside $2,500 for CPR anytime kits. So it's only 10% of the CPR portion of the sponsorship. The sponsor never sees that delineation. That's not appropriate for them to see, but we know that when we do our back of the math calculating in the, you know, in our offices. Does that help walk through it? does and explain for us then the remainder of that money of that sponsorship dollars where does that go oh the remainder goes right to the unrestricted field campaign so in this particular example i think i used 25000 so 50000 minus two you know $2500 all of that would go 47500 all goes to the the home market so only that tiny portion is restricted and then once we we get the once finance restricts that portion um that's what nudges our team and i realize i didn't answer the most important question who to talk to so you can always talk to me and john tutt is our cpr community manager and you can talk to him as well but we need finance to get that right portion of the overall sponsorship coded because that's what nudges them to frankly send us the money so that we can order the CPR kit. So if it's not coded appropriately, we never get the nudge from finance to uh, spend the money and order your kits and, and get that going. That's so helpful. Thank you. Truly, we need to work with both you and John Tutt and involve you in the process. We'll talk a little bit more about the entire process here in a minute, but involve you and John and members of your team in the process. Mm -hmm. We understand the restricted dollars piece is simple. The remaining piece of the money all comes back to our markets, to our event. It's our unrestricted dollars um, stays within you know our campaigns. So really easy to understand. That was very helpful. The other thing, Kelly, I just want to throw in there, the and mm -hmm. I use $25,000 because I'm not a smart mathematician and I can do that math fast. But the truth is CPR anytime in particular can scale down to very small amounts. So if you're in a smaller market or you only want to upgrade a sponsor by $10,000, that's fine. Then just let that be your increment of, uh, you know, the, the CPR anytime kits um, in our in our sellable um, asset sheet, we go down to as few as, you know, as a sponsorship as small as $5,000. And we are happy to implement that as well. So don't let my $25,000 example scare you. That's just because I'm a simple person who does simple math. 
<laughs> I think that's an excellent point. And I'm so happy you brought that up, Annie, and, and really talking about that upgrade opportunity. And so we are obviously at a critical point of our campaign year and of our fiscal year. And what a great way to go back as we're looking to renew our partners and add on a piece for CPR. Maybe it's just a five, maybe it's a $10,000, maybe opportunities to think big at 25 or more for an upgrade. But we're often going back looking for upgrade opportunities, but not sure what yeah. we can offer, even yep. in smaller increments. And now we have we have something really great to tag on and say, why not An incentive. come on board for $5,000, yep. $10,000 more? And look what we can provide you for your employees. So um, really great point. I appreciate you. And with June, up. the first week of June being CPR Awareness Month, there's so many opportunities to tie that to the end of fiscal year. So it's an added bonus if you if you renew now and upgrade 10000 or 15, whatever the increment is that makes sense to you, we can celebrate you um, in CPR awareness events that are happening the first week of June. Make it a make it an end of year gap closing strategy, you know? Absolutely. Timing I mean, could is not everything. be better for all yeah. of this coming together. Exactly. So fiscal opportunities, looking for our path to fiscal goal across all of our events and tying together what's happening um, across the organization with CPR um, week. So great point, Annie. Thank you. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, could you just recap the whole process for us? You know, we know who we need to work with. We've got, talked a little bit about the unrestricted piece. I love how you opened it up to sharing with all of us why sell these and, and why are they sellable. But let's just say for our prospect list, thinking about how we can turn this around quickly in these coming weeks. What is the process? How, how does that look step by step? So obviously you're going to want to start with reviewing your prospects and reviewing the CPR asset materials, um, which we can share with you one-on-one. -on -one. And we do have a couple custom built ones for your market if we are doing big events in your community. So, so contact us um, around that. And then John and I both are available for brainstorming um, any, at any time. So if it helps to grab us for five minutes or a quick IM or whatever, um, reviewing those prospects, looking at the materials, brainstorming with, with either myself or John. Um, and then once you pull your proposal together, make sure one of us has signed off on it. Um, we won't micromanage it and we try to turn our sign off around in 24 hours but that way we can tell you oh your math is great or your math is a little off you know it's just another set of eyes and we can also confirm that we can actually deliver and help you on your idea right so so let us sign off on that and we try to do that really really fast then obviously the next step is where the magic happens and you make the pitch and it goes so well and and everything uh, goes very well within the pitch conversation um, and then the next step I would say is to let us know where you are in the process, especially if it's funded. So, um, if, if the sponsorship is funded and you're ringing that cowbell and you're super excited, drop one of us a quick note, an IM, a text, whatever, to let us know that it's funded. Um, there have been a couple times where things are backordered or we have some extras in the warehouse, et cetera, and we can know what that is and, and start like a pre-order process for you right away. Then it's really important that you do the paperwork and code things appropriately. And the coding instructions are on the CPR um, anytime sponsorship sellable asset sheet. So you can you can refer back to that. But when it's coded appropriately, that's let uh, mainly Teresa and finance know to send us a little bit of money and we begin ordering. If it's not coded appropriately, 
we, we may not know to order it. Um, so, so do your paperwork. I know that's all our favorite part of our, our jobs, period. Um, and then we will take ordering the kits and implementing them, connecting with you. Um, it may be that you want them shipped directly to the school or you want them shipped directly to a company, et cetera. We can work with you on all those implementation steps. Um, and then I would just say um, in closing that we strive to give you guys the opportunity to deliver some of these kits if that feels meaningful. We have found that the youth market directors love dropping off the school's kits to a school because it gives them a chance to talk to a school about something other than the heart challenge, right? But if that doesn't feel good to you, let us know and we'll come up with a different strategy. So we really try to make that available to the development directors because sometimes sometimes y'all like that, but if it's not the right match or you want to do it a different way, no big deal. Just tell us up front and we'll figure out how to get them implemented into the communities. Thank you, Annie. I think that was super helpful. It is a lot easier than I think many people realize. It's not as overwhelming as it might sound this entire process. I really appreciate the fact that we know we have your back and John's back when it comes to pulling these proposals together, the math, the, the deliverables, do we did it, do it right. And, and we have you to put your eyes on it and sign off on yeah. us. So I think that's a critical step and gives us the confidence that we need in the field. Right. And then the last point is I do love that opportunity to hand deliver and, and walk into a company and say, thank you. Here are your kits. And it's a really special opportunity for us. And I think that that's a, you know, a really great point to make. Obviously it won't work in every yep. scenario, but I appreciate you sharing that too and, and helping where it might not be a good fit. Well, we are so excited to be a resource to the development team. We know that June is a sprint and a marathon and a two day race and all the other extreme sports that are out there. And we are right here with you. So please never hesitate to reach out. We are, we want to help. Uh, we want to help meet all the goals, the CPR goals, the development goals and the community impact impact goals. CPR is the trifecta. It certainly is. That's awesome. Thank you, Annie. I really appreciate your time today. I think this was, and as we said, couldn't be more timely. And I really appreciate you joining us for this episode. No problem, Kelly. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.